Good morning, welcome to Ainsley News. It's Thursday the 17th of December. Big movement in prices overnight. If you haven't yet seen, that would be if you are involved in Bitcoin, gold and silver, you're probably already aware, but we'll talk about it today. As we write this today, Bitcoin has smashed through its all-time high, up over 10% and through the US $21,000 mark. Silver jumped 3.2% overnight and over $1 in the Australian world and gold firmed up as well. What do all these have in common? Well, they're hard assets that will thrive in a world of central bank and government currency debasing stimulus and the inevitable inflation to follow. Last night, the central bank in charge of the world reserve currency kept the pedal to the metal, stating that in the medium term, COVID still poses considerable risks and hence it kept rates at near zero or 0.25%. And they also said, in addition, the Federal Reserve will continue to increase its holdings of treasury securities by at least $80 billion per month and of agency mortgage-backed securities by at least $40 billion per month until substantial further progress has been made towards the committee's maximum employment and price stability goals. These asset purchases help foster smooth market functioning and accommodate financial conditions, thereby supporting the flow of credit to households and businesses. Remember, the Fed have a dual mandate of maximum employment and managing inflation. In the past, that has been about containing inflation. Since the GFC, it has been about increasing inflation. The world has more debt now than ever before, dangerous amounts of it. That debt can either be paid off through earnings, which not even the most ardent V-shaver could believe possible, inflated away or defaulted upon, period. They're the only options. The Fed is now forecasting GDP growth in the US of negative 2.4% for 2020, 4.2% in 2021, 3.2% in 2022, 2.4% in 2023, and 1.8% in the longer run. Moving past the willfully optimistic 2021 figure, they have been perpetually overestimating growth since the GFC. You can see even the optimistic Fed is predicting the weight of this debt is going to drag on GDP going forward. These growth rates won't scratch the surface of paying off this debt burden. In terms of inflating it away, the Fed's own projections have us at 1.4% or core PCE this year, 1.8% next, 1.9% 2022, and voila, the magic target of 2% in 2023 and every year thereafter. We're not kidding. We're going to show you their table here and their predictions shown. So confident they are in achieving 2% in 2023 that only five of the 17 Fed or FOMC members see them moving from the current 0 to 0.25% funds rate in that same year. There's that chart shown as well. How's that for confidence inspiring? The big risk here is that they get the inflation's projections wrong, stimulate too long, and we get the uncontrolled inflation scenario that has been threatening since the monetary expansion experiment commenced. The big lesson after the GFC was that all the stimulus was targeted at financial assets, and hence we have all-time market highs and the rich getting richer and the rest left behind. But no inflation. And now it is clear that more of the stimulus is headed to Main Street and not Wall Street. Phoenix Capital Research just wrote to this inflation situation, and it is fascinating as it is scary. They have uncovered a paper published back in 2001 by the Fed's researchers, which concluded, we see that past inflation in food prices has been a better forecaster of future inflation than has the popular core measure. 
comparing the past year's inflation in food prices to the prices of other components that comprise the PCEPI, as in this next table, or table one, we find that the food component still ranks the best among them all. They then look at the latest CPI breakdowns from the BLS. Is that shown here? So that breaks down all items, food, energy, and all items, less food and energy. Energy looks fascinating there. Notice that food prices have shown the fastest rise out of all other components over the last 12 months, clocking in at 3.9%. The BLS itself states that all six major grocery store food indexes are up over the last year. The increase in prices range from 2.6% fruits and vegetables to 6.1% in meats, poultry, fish and eggs. The index for food away from the home rose 3.9% over the last year, the largest 12-month increase reported for that index in over a decade. Since May 2009, it was last looked at like that. I'm sure you've all seen food prices moving around all over the place in Australia. Ground truthing that at the source, the chart we're going to show next, very reminiscent of the commodities chart we also shared yesterday, showing a clear breakout of the decade-long bear market in agricultural commodities, or aka food. Look at that. In their words, what you're looking at is the 10-year bear market in food prices ending. This chart is telling us that higher inflation is coming and coming soon. This is the big theme for 2021, no matter what else may come. More money printing, more inflation, and more explosive moves in inflationary assets. Those investors who are well positioned to profit from it could see literal fortunes. A couple of days ago, Goldman Sachs released the latest print of their financial conditions index, which broadly measured a tighter or looser environment in the US. It is now at the loosest in history. Is that chart here, easy as you go, financial consistent conditions, loosest on record. Whilst they talk to how good this is for growth in the short term, they warn this via Bloomberg. Longer term, looser lending poses risks, potential inflating bubbles in stock and other asset prices, and enticing borrowers to take on too much leverage. In a blog post on Monday, International Monetary Fund Financial Counselor Tobias Adrian cautioned that policymakers must weigh the pros of more stimulus today against the cons of higher financial stability risks in the future. If you get that even slightly wrong and the sheer quantum that has been unleashed can run away inflation of epic proportions. The everything is awesome crowded share market is drinking the cool aid. The astute looking at every chart at extremes are quietly buying up gold, silver, platinum and Bitcoin before the crowd turn to these relatively tiny markets. Collectively, these hard assets have been tradable market caps less than $3 trillion and supply cannot be increased in response to demand. What happens when $100 trillion, as was reached last week, of global shares and $200 trillion of other financial and property assets try to get into that little $3 trillion space? Fixed supply and high demand leaves just one variable in the economic 101 equation, price. Well, that's a big news for today. Hopefully you enjoyed a cup of tea or coffee while we read through that one for you. Remember, you can always just jump over to ainsleybullion.com.au to read any of our news. You can see these charts, take your time. I also read our other articles as well. But Ainsley Bullion for buying all things physical. Gold, silver, platinum. Ainsley Wealth for cryptocurrencies. If you've waited long enough on the sidelines for BTC and now's the time, jump over there at ainsleywealth.com.au and goldsilverstandard.com.au. An easier, more efficient way to purchase gold, real gold and silver and backed and built by Ainsley. We'll catch you tomorrow for more news.